0: Today's episode is brought to you from the Russell Hotel. This hotel is a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. Visit russellnashville.com to book your experience today. That's russellnashville.com. R-U-S-S-E-L-L-Nashville.com.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of You're Not the Worst with yours truly, Riley Nelson. And Avery Blessing. Today, we are having a special guest. Her name is Mary, and we'll introduce her later. But, yeah, we're excited to have her on, and we're going to talk about... What What are we talking about coming into yourself? So- coming into yourself. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: We're going to talk about... Owning your story. Owning your story and accepting who you are and learning to accept your past. Oh, yeah.
0: That's a big one.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Because we all have to do it. Yeah. I think I've gotten, like, really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, like, I feel like this year has been a lot of me, like, accepting myself and accepting my past, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, trying to, like, figure out, like, past
0: trauma and, like, my triggers and stuff, you know? It's one thing to accept your past, and that's, like, a good start to, like... Of, like, respecting yourself and, like, self-respect, you know? Yeah. But I'm trying to grow on that, like, more self-respect. And now I'm trying to, like, set boundaries and have a little more self-love.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, this past year, I feel like, just has been testing me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know you've
0: been through a lot.
1: I've been through the ringer the past, like, six months, honestly. Life has been putting me through the ringer, but it's As making me stronger. Yeah, yeah even though I don't want it right now. I'm like, can we space this out? Do we have to do it all at once? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look at the positive, but. Mm.
0: Should we do like year yearly reflections or whatever? Because it's like the yeah, end of Yeah, I the guess year. we're coming up
1: to the end of the year. Oh my God, that's so weird. This year, like the beginning of it was like the highest of highs for me. Really? I mean, up until, Ju- sorry, up until July, I was on like the biggest high. I was having the best year.
0: Yeah, I think mine started out, kind of low because I was going through that toxic love breakup and all Mm -hmm. that stuff but I think the summer was a big big high and I was doing really good this summer and I was like going good for a while and then I'm kind of on a low again yeah which I can like I've noticed
1: yeah for me like the first half of the year was incredible like I felt so secure in my relationships and like I was so happy and like almost like I don't know if naive is the right word. I'm, I don't think I've ever really been naive. Yeah. But, like, there was just kind of, like, this naive, like, oh, my God, everything's great. My friend group is great. Like, my life is amazing. Like, look at my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then July hit, and it just seems like everything went down the toilet. And I, like, I've been in a lot of lows since then, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But I refuse. You know what? I'm just going to leave it all in 2021. Like, yeah and focus on 2022 and how it's going to be amazing but
0: 2022 is scary because that's whenever we graduate oh fuck, god (laughs) I can't even think about that it is scary for sure I mean no I'm the same like April like no March I was like high totally high and then like right around I guess not August October I was doing pretty good and then I just started a low
1: Mm -hmm. and I could
0: tell and it's hard because sometimes like you don't know what causes those lows you're like why am I low I know what's happening is it
1: uh serotonin and dopamine deficiency in my brain or is it just the circumstances you know
0: yeah I thought the whole time that I was lacking motivation motivation and I was like no it's not that it's the it's discipline Mm -hmm. like I can be motivated but like if I'm not disciplined then like nothing's gonna happen right Mm -hmm. so I was lacking discipline and like I don't know why because usually I'm like really good about that but Yeah, that was a whole thing that I was figuring out, and I still am. But I'm getting closer to, like, a solution every day, so. Yeah. April was probably, like, the best month of my life.
1: April was was so fucking But it was all of our birthdays, like, there was, like, four or five birthdays in April. And so we just, like, every week we were just, like, with friends and partying and just, like, school was was over. Yeah. Like, literally just having fun Mm -hmm. and, like, being, like, stupid and reckless and, like, just, like, you know, that young adult, whatever. Yeah. And I turned 21, and that was really fun because now I can go anywhere without having to worry. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I have nothing to look forward to after 21.
0: I know, right? It's like the. Like, I feel like 22. It's like, oh, I'm an adult now. I know. 22 is like a fuck. Like, I'm actually in adulthood. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, all
1: the birthdays are so fun. 16. You get to drive. 18. You're an adult.
0: Right. You get to purchase nicotine. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no, nope, not anymore. Well, yeah, we
0: used to when we were 18. And yeah. then 21, you're like, woohoo, I can drink.
1: Well, 20 is out. Like, 20, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm in my 20s now. Like, That's and I'm true. like an adult. Then yeah. 21, I'm like, yeah, I can drink. And now it's like, okay, now what? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're like full fledged young adults. And so it's just yeah. like, okay, it is
0: what it is. Now what? Oh, okay, yeah, I will fucking say this. The podcast has always always been there for me same you the podcast has always is my, been there you're my therapy <laughs> yeah I agree I agree it's my therapy like literally like it's always been there for me I always love coming into the studio I get so happy and excited and like it's something that I love doing you know mm-hmm. so it's just like it's always been there and it's like like this is my favorite part of the podcast is like yeah
1: us actually getting to do it you know like the social yeah. media and the editing it's a lot and it's very taxing but
0: and it's fun like I it's fine yeah
1: but this is like this is what we
0: love to do yeah. like what
1: we're doing right now this is the best part of it you yeah, know I
0: agree yeah we've seen each other cry <laughs> We <We've, laughs> on the podcast yeah, we've we been might drunk. have cut it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've been drunk like we've done everything in the studio yeah but if you guys are still listening thank you I love you if you've like been like here with us this long you're the best if you have been an OG and have listened since the first episode how to with dating apps wow I fucking here love you so what have, what have you been up to Avery well, a lot, but what I will say... Actually, no, not a lot. I'm being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that I have a Christmas birthday. It's the 28th of December, and let me tell you, like, they suck. A Christmas oh. birthday sucks. Like, is one, everyone's out of town or is, like, always busy with family and, like, you can never, I can never, like, have a party on my birthday because no one can come. And number two, like, you don't get as many presents as you should. Because everybody will, like, combine the two. Yes, they split them up. And I'm like, really? I'm like, you have well, to do Well, I have you,
1: I got you two gifts.
0: Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, they're love. under the
1: they're under the tree. I just put them there today. I got your Christmas present and your birthday present. Love that. Thank
0: you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I mean, it has its benefits because like I love the winter and stuff, and like I love the vibes. But also, it's just like, ugh, no one cares about my birthday. Because... The vibes are immaculate. Well, <laughs> it's hard to have a
1: Christmas birthday. Yeah. Because people have stuff planned with their families. Yeah. Or no like flights booked, and like it's it's a lot more complicated than just like getting out of yeah. like. And prior commitment, like it's like you have family commitments, and I like know. your parents are like, yeah,
0: you'll get shit for it, you With know. The amount of like birthday parties I wasn't able to have like all my years—that sucks. It's sucks. that's so sad. And then like you it can't really sucks. celebrate after after the fact. No, cause it's after. weird.
1: After the fact.
0: Yeah. Because it's so weird. Like, oh, like, happy birthday. You
1: know? It's just weird. Especially in college, too, because everybody's home. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, right after Christmas, so they're not going to be back up in Nashville.
0: Well, yeah, and even when I go home. Like, last year, my 21st, like, I had this whole thing rented out, and it was fun. It was just, like, a lot of people couldn't come because it was Christmas. And I'm like, I felt so bad. Yeah. But it was fun, though. I had fun. But, like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, a lot of... I can't have... A party here because they're all going home and when i go home they're all out of town yeah so i'm just like oh, okay but that's okay i'm excited i'm having my birthday party <laughs> uh friday if you are a fan of the podcast you are totally invited you're totally welcome the bus is at 9 30 on friday be there <laughs> we get texts from like random people <laughs> dms are like hey can i come and we're like
1: yeah sure more of the merrier course.
0: no so many people couldn't come so there's so much room so just come if you want to. I don't care. Just show up and I'll <laughs> let you on the bus. You're like, who are you? I just <laughs> need friends. Name five people you know here. Yeah, like, <laughs> who do you know here? But you're so welcome to come. Um, and that's me. <laughs> what about you, Riley? What have you been up to?
1: Oh man, I my life literally just consists of like work and school. Like especially lately, I feel like I've been not sick but like off i think it's just the temperature keeps changing here and the pressure change and like the climate change like i think it's really just like affecting me you know so i don't feel like sick but i do feel like something's off like i'm getting headaches and like i just feel run down i'm like congested so like i don't know i already did a covid test it's not that (laughs) um but yeah so i've just been like doing work and stuff nothing crazy but i want to do like a little christmas bar tour here
0: Oh, I just went to one, like, a weekend mm-hmm. ago. It was I made, so fun.
1: I made a list of all the Christmas bars and the, all the pop-ups, mm-hmm. and I want to try to, like, go to a bunch this year.
0: Yeah. I'm down. I'll come Let's with you. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a
1: little um, bar hop.
0: Ooh, okay. A bar crawl,
1: if you will. A
0: bar hop at night.
1: A Christmas bar crawl. What?
0: What is A that? bar crawl. What is a bar crawl? It's like whenever you go to a
1: bunch of bars, and, like, you walk to them and get a drink. at
0: Oh, that was bar hopping
1: no it's it's called there's like it's called a bar crawl like I mean I guess bar hopping but like a bar crawl is like a planned organized thing oh and like you, you have like, like, like plan a, it out uh, you have like a route of the different ones you're gonna do they just did a santa bar crawl i think in new york and apparently there's always one here in nashville i've never been all righty so without further ado as you know as always you can follow us on tiktok and instagram at you're not the worst podcast we do polls on instagram every wednesday when the episode comes out so make sure you interact with that give us your stories spill the tea do whatever literally just Say hi. Just pop in, you know? Just do
0: the fun thing. <laughs> Our website is www.yourenottheworst.com. Don't forget to check out that website and be kept up to date with the newest episodes and also you're able to submit your shitty things. Oh my God, sorry. It's okay. I just got like a yawn, but then I also felt like a gag and I was like, Whoa. ew. <laughs>
1: My God. My stomach is not well.
0: Make sure to rate and review us on Apple and follow us on Spotify and share this podcast. Tell all of your friends about it. And if you don't, you're fake. Thank you. All right, ladies and
1: gentlemen. The moment that you have been waiting for, we have been talking about this all intro and the time is here. We are joined with Mary Crocker. She is a up-and-coming author. Yes, very <laughs> up and coming because her book's gonna come out and she's gonna hit that New York Times bestseller, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> She wrote this book called Unveiling Alice, and it is about her self-discovery and about her journey. I hate that word, but like, that's the truth of going through heartbreak and self-discovery. So without further ado, hello, Mary. Hi, hey. thank you for
2: the intro. I love the New York Times bestseller. I'm like, does New York <laughs> call me or do I call them? How does that work? Oh, yeah, no, girl, you're going to you're gonna be
1: on it. I have full confidence oh, yeah, in you. Oh, yeah, me
2: too. Love it.
1: Remember the name, Mary emailed us and literally me and Avery freaked out. Cause like we don't get emails that often, quite frankly, we should get more if you're listening, email us. But we both saw the email. We're like, Oh my God, like somebody listens. That's not <laughs> our friends. Like, well, we're friends now, but like, you know, we didn't know each other prior to this. So we were like, oh my God, this is so cool. We had someone like want to come on the podcast, but like, I'm really glad that you reached out to us. Yeah,
2: no, I'm so excited to be here and just listening to your guys' shows before I was like, oh wow, I need to come on, share my story, totally (laughs) resonates with all the other episodes you guys have had. So I'm super excited. Oh my gosh. We love that. So you started
1: writing a book and what prompted you to do that?
2: Yes. So I actually started this past January. So in 2021. Okay. And my book is inspired by a true event in my life. So in 2020, I mean, we all remember 2020, whether we like a it or shit not. Show. Yeah. It I feel was... like
1: I blacked it out. Like I don't really remember
2: much of 2020. Girl, I wish I could black it out, but I can't. Um, so in <laughs> 2020, um, the year started off great. Um, I got engaged. And then about two weeks later, the pandemic hit. So then I was planning a wedding amidst the pandemic. Oh, and my God. That sucks. A short engagement, too. You know, we knew we wanted to be together. And I was like, let's do this. And um, everything, you know, we all had the mindset. We're like, this is going to shut down in two weeks. Like, who cares? Yeah, nobody, nobody thought it, it was going to last no as long knew. as it did. Nobody did. So we continued with that. And um, the day before what should have been our wedding, due to a lot of, you know, reconfiguring with everything, my ex-fiance decided to call off the wedding. <gasps>
0: <laughs> oh my god. I'm so my sorry. heart just I will stopped. i pause for
2: dramatic effect. There <laughs> for dramatic effect. Avery was like <gasps> her face it was it was great. Um no, I mean that was exactly my face when it happened. Um so yeah, it happened the day before what should have been our wedding. And that kind of obviously turned my world upside down. I mean, yeah. to have your future completely stripped from mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah. You guys were talking about this on the last episode, going through all the different types of breakups. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. You guys started off with blindsided. And I was like, Been uh, there, uh, done that. Been yeah. there. Yeah. Experience yeah. that, check it off the list. Never want it again, but been there. So, yeah, that was obviously very difficult, and it was very traumatic, and writing was kind of one of the tools that was helping me heal, Mm -hmm. and I had a friend introduce me to a program where you could actually, you know, become an author and Mm -hmm. get a book published, and I was like, let's do this. Um, So I kind of went back and forth. I was like, do I want this to be fiction or nonfiction? And I was like, you know what? If I do nonfiction, it's a little bit too much of a tell-all, and at the end of the day still very protective of that person Mm -hmm. and also protective Mm -hmm. of myself and the people in my life. And I was like, you know what? I didn't get the happy ending that I wanted. So I'm gonna recreate my own. And so that's why I was like, I'm gonna write a fiction story. And so it's fiction and um, that's basically where it started. And so I've spent this past year writing outside of work as well. Mm -hmm. And um, we're right about at the finish line. Oh my my God, God. that's so exciting. So.
1: You wrote the book as kind of like a what could have happened, is that is that what you're saying? Because you said, like you wrote about like the ending that you didn't get, correct?
2: Um, yeah. So the book, I, I mean, there's no spoilers. Like in the first chapter, the broken engagement happens. So you okay. <laughs> have to get too <laughs> far.
1: Quick, quick turnaround,
2: <laughs> very quick turnaround. So yeah, you find um, the character Alice very broken hearted, lost confused, um, feeling like what the heck just happened. Yeah. Um, but it's really about that journey to rediscovering yourself and how to own your story is kind mm-hmm. of the big thing. Cause you know, shit happens and yeah. it happens to all of us. And I, in my own journey kind of realized that I was like, you know, I, I have the decision to make. I could either, own this story or Mm -hmm. it's gonna own me. And I wanted to be on the other side of it. I
0: love what you just said. I can either own this story, it's gonna own me. That's such like a powerful statement. I love that. Sorry. That was great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean we were talking about this at the beginning. Like we have had like we've been through the ringer this year. Like this year has tested both Avery and I and like I can't even imagine like what a broken engagement
0: yeah, like, I how? can't. <laughs> I could never do that. Like, yeah. I don't know.
2: You know, well, first I will just say that, like, heartbreak is heartbreak. And mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing with sharing my story is that it's not just for people who have gone through a breakup or a broken engagement. I think it will really resonate with people who have just had, like, the wind knocked out of them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, being completely blindsided, whether yeah. that's, you know, breakup yeah. or losing a big job or your career shifting or death, you know, all these different things mm-hmm. that, um kind of are shocking but it's truly working through that trauma and coming on the other side of it
1: yeah I love that I love like your perspective how much therapy did it take for you to get to this point
2: (laughs) a lot and it was not cheap (laughs) who's your therapist because I think I need need her yeah same (laughs) I know I'll have to give her you her name afterwards yeah
1: when he broke up with you was it just like like how did he do it? Yeah, did he do it in person? Did you just send a text like what? How <laughs> why when where? Like I feel blindsided and I don't oh, even know man. this guy. I
2: know. <laughs> no, truly. Well, it's interesting that you say that you feel blindsided because that was kind of the big I mean it's one thing to get broken up with when you're just dating mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um when you're engaged i mean this person obviously asked for my hand in marriage from like my parents and so everyone was blindsided. everybody is blindsided bought a it. ring well, like bought a ring big investment there yeah okay. i don't have the ring anymore i did not get to keep that small oh, part. Um, um, i would have been
1: like no nah, that's a gift and you broke my heart so at least i'm I keeping do. it and then i would get Steven it to another ring <laughs>
2: (laughs) I wish I had thought of that back in that moment, but I wasn't thinking about that. (laughs) No, you probably weren't, no. No, I wasn't. But yes, no, so the breakup was really public, too. Um, So um, trust me, I I know people are like, well, you had to have seen it coming. Like, there have just been natural Mm -hmm. responses like that. Like, did you see anything leading up to it? And the answer is no, No, because trust me, if I saw it coming, I would not have been in heels and my dress clothes, standing behind a Costco, having my engagement and that is oh where my god. it happened that's how it happened behind a costco oh my god wait what <laughs> yes so um no i was very I'm shook very very blindsided oh, by it um so sorry no very my
1: heart like breaks for you like i like feel yeah. your pain right now like i can't even fathom like not just a, like somebody that like was like i want to spend my life with you and actually took action in that and then just to be like mm-hmm. hmm, never mind
2: Yeah, truly. I mean, the day was going fine. I mean, I, when I went back home that week or immediately afterwards, I sat there with my mom one of the nights and I gave her my phone and I was like, look through our text messages from like the past two days while I was at work and he had just come back from a trip himself. And I was like, there's gotta be something here that I'm missing Mm -hmm. because I was like, is it just me? You know, like there is a part when all this is happening and it's so traumatic and you're so blindsided by it that you can't help but think, okay, maybe, like, what role did I play in this happening? Yeah. And my mom, too, was just like, no, there is nothing. It, it was almost a little bit sickening how much, like, everything was so normal. I mean, we had just yeah. gone in to run errands in Costco right before that. And then afterwards, we he was like, oh, let's go take a walk behind. And yeah. it's a very public trail that goes through the city that we lived in. Um, So people were walking by as it was just happening, and that which was also... That's very manipulative too. So we'll yeah. call that out. Well, yeah,
1: he's like, let me do this in public so she doesn't kill me. She can't have the kind of reaction that she normally would have because there's people here.
2: Oh, God.
0: completely. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes with blindsiding, like like a blindsided breakup, I feel like it happens when people like kiss up to you a lot, like days before and they're like kind of like sucking up to you and like the mm-hmm. next day they break up with you. Exact what happened or no?
2: Yes. So that is and that's kind of a big thing in that first chapter 2 of my book that you'll see that that morning mm-hmm. there was nothing that could have like given me the thought. I actually felt like he was a little bit like Overly loving right. that morning, yeah, um, very affectionate, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like I'm loving this." But yeah. like we're getting married soon, like mm-hmm. hold your horses. But no, that's that's usually why, because I think <sighs> they're feeling that guilt before. But yeah. again, I can't speak to that. But I will just say that my experience very much resonates with yeah, yeah what you just said. I mean, yeah, it, the blindside breakup is, it's traumatic is what yeah. it is. So. It is. Yeah. Would you say that now looking back and
1: having like, you know, not as much like emotion in the breakup, would you say like looking back even like months or weeks before, like you had any signs, like was he pulling back at all? Or like now that you can like kind of see it clearly, is there anything off that you noticed
2: about it? Gosh, that's such a good question. Um, because I've obviously done lots of self reflection. Yeah. On that, um, <laughs> as anybody would. Um, there are definitely some things that ha- kind of came up in those weeks leading up, but it was nothing that was like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna, this happen. is right. what's gonna end it. You know. Yeah. And I think also when when you're planning a wedding, tensions are so high, and then mm-hmm. add in a global pandemic and, and trying family. To, yes, and yes. just all sorts of things and we lived out of state away from our family so Uh there's already these tensions of being away from everybody during Mm -hmm. such a special time and the pandemic that I think emotions were heightened but it there was never a sign of like oh there's doubt here so I think that's the hard thing too about a blindside breakup is that it's a really like one-sided decision and you're Mm -hmm. not a part of it and I think especially when you're at that stage of an engagement and like our lives already blended at that point essentially i mean yeah, i looked I mean, at him as like my husband you know he was my emergency contact he's my beneficiary for everything uh, and oh my god you know what i'm saying And yeah. so and when that's just taken away it's like wait a minute we've been making all these other decisions together and then you went off and made this one on your own um yeah so yeah i mean there are definitely things but nothing that could truly that i could be like oh yeah that was the tell all. The sign. one thing, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Damn, yeah.
1: Because we were we were talking about that on the episode. We were like, I a lot of my friends when mm-hmm. they've been blindsided, they'll look back like a year or two later, and they're like, okay, I can like kind of see. it, But I just wanted your perspective on that, just so we have like an actual person in here saying, mm-hmm. you know,
2: yeah, no. I mean, there are definitely things I look back and I'm like, I don't, I didn't love that about the relationship, but you know, I I put up with it and accepted it, but yeah. Yeah, nothing to the breakup. Yeah. Wow.
1: How long did it take for you to start dating again? Oh, gosh,
2: that's a great question. Um, (laughs) Are are you still not dating? What's up with that? No, I am definitely, I'm definitely dating and slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's taken me... A while. I think I just kind of somewhat recently. Um, I'll keep that very vague like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah. bang. Yeah. laughs> for anybody who does listen to this. <laughs> that is in my life right now. Um, but yeah, no, I've already kind of gone through another a heartbreak that kind of stung um mm-hmm. so and that's just then kind of it's like you th- feel like you had like five steps forward and it's like that's yeah. seven yeah. steps back because yeah. Oh, God. that yeah but and no. it like
1: triggers you almost you know oh completely oh well, especially yeah. the way it was
2: like yeah handled that it was a complete trigger <laughs> so yeah. Was
1: like, yeah 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 i can't take some even time. imagine so you are in therapy right yeah, I okay. am. Yay, so love therapy. We, we are a huge stance of therapy on this podcast. Yeah. Ari and I are both in it, and we love it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know why some people think therapy is like a taboo topic, and I'm like, no, I'm in therapy. Everybody needs to be in therapy. Like, yeah. therapy yeah. for everyone.
2: Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, and I will say too, it. It took me a couple months before I got into it. I. After the breakup, I moved back home for about two months, mm-hmm. and then I finally was like, "All right, I got to get like out here." Also, like in the pandemic, yeah, yeah. it was just yeah. like, yeah, it was like kicking a girl while she's down. Yeah, like, could Ugh. we just not? Yeah. And and truly, when I like moved back home too, I think I ran into like every person in my small hometown oh. possible, oh. and oh. who was like. Oh, aren't you getting married soon? It was like, No. No, <laughs> no I just got dumped. Thank you for uh, the reminder. That Thank sucks. you. Yeah. Oh but um but I then decided to move out to Nashville and that's, you know, how I ended up out here. But it wasn't until like a couple months into it that I was like I had this like moment one day because I work remotely and I was on a call and I just like hadn't really kind of addressed these things. So I'm an Enneagram three, and I know you guys okay. are big into the Enneagram. We love the Enneagram. Oh, yes, we love. Yes, we're
1: trying to. We uh, talked. We met this girl last week, and she's an Enneagram coach. Literally just met her in the lobby here, and mm. we were like, "You're a certified Enneagram coach? Come on the podcast. Yeah. We want to do yeah. an Enneagram
2: episode oh. so badly. We've just oh, yeah. been trying to find. The right guess. Yes, I. So I'm an Enneagram three. So I am like the achiever. I'm like all about image, and it's like Mm -hmm. to a fault sometimes. And so definitely in this moment, it was. That's probably what you know led me to owning my story at such like a drastic level. But I was like, I just gotta like get in there and get working. And I I was like, I don't need a therapist right now. Like I'm doing okay. I'm I'm doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. on paper and on the outside, it looked fine. And there was one day during a work call and I was on this like all company wide meeting and I was like helping run the slides and just like my anxiety and everything just built up and I had this like sheer like breakdown. I had to go like camera off and I was like, okay, it's time that I like Mm -hmm. truly take those steps because like you have to talk through it. And I just, yeah, it's been life changing. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's hard to like push through something like that and like, you know, still be committed to. Mm -hmm. Like, work and friends and family whenever you're going through something like that. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. even imagine trying to work going through a heartbreak like that, you know? No, yeah, same. Yeah. Like, I could see it, like, working for a bit. Like, maybe you, like, distracting yourself and using work as a distraction. But, like, it's only a matter of time, you know? Truly, yeah. How long after the breakup? Like, did you think in that moment, like, oh, this is, like, done? Or were you like, oh, it'll come back? Or... You know, how long yeah. did it take you to accept that, like, this is done?
2: Oh, um, not very long. So <laughs> I think. Oh, that's good. Um, I think I knew it was done, but I think I accepted that pretty fast and I think I had to really convince a lot of other people, too. Yeah. Um, and that was really difficult because mm-hmm. I think people are like, maybe it's cold fee, all these things. And I was just like, no, it's truly done. Trust yeah. Me. yeah. And so after the breakup, it th- when that was happening for about like the 30 minutes of us talking there in that public setting, I was just in shock. So, yeah, I wasn't you know, I wasn't scream crying well, you or anything even, you
1: can't even like your your brain is in like literal shock and you right. can't think of like all the things that you should say or you should ask right. i'm sure afterwards you were like damn i should have said this i should have <laughs> yes, done that yeah
2: <laughs> truly i know i think i just stood there and when you know he told me he just didn't want to spend the rest of his life with me i like at first I was just like, no, like you're no, kidding.
1: You're not leaving. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: that's not how this works. Like yeah. you asked to marry me, you're marrying me. And so mm-hmm. about 30 minutes into that, it finally hit me where like, I just wasn't getting anything out of him in that conversation. And that's when like my body just kind of realized it and I started to lose it. I was walking back to my car cause we had met there and I immediately booked the next flight home. And I just texted my parents and said, my ex has ended this. I need you at the airport at this time. And Ugh. like, no questions asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's
1: probably the best response is to go like we talked about this be around people who unconditionally love you. You know, oh, I could talk about that for hours.
2: This <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I have like the best tribe of people, like that's been like the biggest blessing yeah. in oh, all of so this. Good. That's so important, too. yeah, yeah. And so, um, when I was heading home, I think on the way home, I was like, I had already purchased the flight, just like no questions asked. Next one out. And I was like, I have to go get my stuff out of his place and pack. But in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to tell him that I booked this flight. And he's like, no, don't go like it's not safe for you to drive when you're crying this much and all these things. Mm-hmm. Like, let's Oh, my God, be... I
1: can't even imagine the airport. I just feel so oh sorry gosh, for you. I know. I'm to give you
2: my, like, chapter first chapter preview. Oh, I my feel God. Like
1: Please it's... do. We would love to <laughs> yes. read it. And, like, also yeah. send us a
2: copy of your book once Oh, it's you out. Like, absolutely we want to read it. Yes. yes. I think when I was coming back, and in a way, it probably was in my mind thinking, like, I'm going to tell him that I booked this flight and I'm going home. And I think he is someone, too, that was, like, would not want that embarrassment to come back on him, too. Like, he would want to plan it out. And so I was like, it's going to catch him off guard, and he's going to say, no, don't go. Like, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something Mm -hmm. in my mind – but when I pulled up and I got out of his place, he came That's so out.
1: awkward. Like, y'all got to, like, drive back to the same place. Like, you don't, ugh.
2: Yeah. This is, like,
1: everything about it is I like- would
2: not want to be near him. I know. I know. So I get back there, and he just walks up to me. He doesn't say anything. And I was, like, I booked a flight to go home, and I need to get my suitcase, which was in his garage. And he was just, like, okay. And he turned around and went and got my suitcase for me. And, like rolled it out and handed it to me and it was just like that was a sign of that he was like done yeah you're and and so then my mind just started thinking I was like did I do something to like mm-hmm. deserve this because I mean if somebody had wronged me I would be like yeah your ass is grass pack it up right. and you're out of here yeah. like I will pack for you so I went into his place and all my stuff was in there and I was currently living with some friends and like couch surfing so we we're waiting till we were married to like fully live together but my lease had just ended weeks before and mm-hmm. so I he helped me move all my stuff in there our closet was had, like, nowhere blended to go. together nowhere to go
1: oh and my God, so I'm just, just, my I'm heart so is sorry it's it <laughs> like worse and worse I
2: know I know I see and this is it's so hard like sharing it with people too because I'm like oh, don't feel this burden like and yeah. there is a point of like mm. inspiration in this I promise I mean yeah. like, I'm I'm yeah. sitting here we're we're live yeah. <laughs> well, yeah we're good
0: we're good, good. <laughs> it yeah. gets better guys it just hang better. on but
2: we have to understand just the the trauma yeah. and the pain, you know? Truly. And oh so, yeah, I was in the apartment and I was, there was this moment and I was like, I just fell to my knees in the closet and I was just screaming like, why is this happening? Like, yeah. truly drastic, probably TV movie moment. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't coming back there. And so I finally like walked out and I looked at him and he was sitting on the couch and he was just so, so awkward, stoic and like no emotion. <gasps> and he had his work laptop on his lap good good and that <laughs> like was the moment the that i knew like not only is this over but i truly was like mary there is no way you could beg for this guy back because yeah. this is like the lowest i of just low.
1: hate that yeah. he like was so like calm and like monotone act, yeah yeah no emotion and stoic like That's almost like the biggest fuck you of it
2: all, you know? Yeah. I'm not even
0: sad about it. Like, I would be crying on the floor if it happened to me.
2: Oh, yeah, truly. And there were just so, yeah, so many things that I can go into details about just even that, like 45 minutes of being there and just afterwards in the breakup. But um, yeah, so that was pretty much when I was like, it's even if he did beg for me back, like, I couldn't because this is just a whole other level of messed up.
1: So you went home with your parents and thank God you had like a
2: good support system there to yeah. like mm-hmm. take care of you. What was that like, like with your parents? Oh, oh my gosh. So first of all, it's, it's extremely heartbreaking. So my parents picked me up at the airport. Um, I mean, they were just crying and that oh. is just like, I'm already sad, but it's one thing like, you know, when, your parents, when your parents cry, cry. and yeah. I like very much group in household, like I never got like grounded because mm-hmm. it was enough for my parents. Like if I did something wrong, they could give me that look and they would just be like, You know, better. Yeah. Yeah. And they would just like let me sit with that, and I was like, oh, you're right. I do. And it's Mm -hmm. just that feeling of letting them down. And so that was really where I realized that I was struggling with this like whole thing of like, oh, it's like, you know, tattooed across my forehead that I have this broken engagement. Mm -hmm. And I really was taking on a lot of blame for myself for probably the first six (sighs) to eight months of like I failed. I couldn't be what he wanted me to be. I wasn't enough, like so much of that um it's so and hard it's like not do that yeah and then to watch like you know your family go through this and mm-hmm. um and you'll hear it more in the book too I don't want to give it all away but yeah, there no, are don't. some other like truly crazy moments with just siblings and family members that like will just break your heart but in the best kind of way um <laughs> and so I'm the fifth of six kids I have a big family and they all came home but there was this moment like they all kind of walked in and they all just kind of like lined up in a way to like give me a hug and yeah. you know it just it felt like one of those moments where I was standing there I was like oh it's like this moment of like I feel like I'm putting everybody through this and like this awkward elephant in the room yeah. and so it was hard I mean it was you know I was thankful to have them all around but at the same time you're like I just want to be alone yeah so. yeah
1: man that's so like sweet of like all
2: your siblings though to come
1: and yeah. like be there for you i can't even like i just like can't even fathom i know the pain i'm sure that like, you went through oh uh, yeah
2: no it was um yeah it was difficult and yeah there's a lot to it but yeah um well i'm excited to read about it in the yeah book. same yeah because I mean, so good. it's like
1: based off of you like did everything that happened in the book happen with your breakup with the breakup or did you exaggerate or like not leave
2: some stuff out definitely left some things out mm-hmm. um and it's so it's inspired by it so things are obviously yeah. exaggerated and I we will we did the say, same with the podcast we exaggerate oh are yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> there's a lot of stuff
1: about our lives that just stays out yeah you know? oh but yeah, yeah. it's
2: um it's really raw and real emotion for like what I felt I will say um and the biggest thing too was that I was like I can't speak to his side of it so I really was like this is all about me it's not about him type of thing and yeah and also to everybody else that was involved. So, and I'm still very protective of him in a way because that was, you know, the person I had picked for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, My mom actually. You're
1: so nice. I'm like, (laughs) even on the podcast, I out people. I'm like, if you're bad to me,
2: sorry. Trust me. (laughs) I know. My mom, she's the only person who has actually read it from beginning to end. Okay. Um, And she told me like, not only did it make her cry, but she also was like, you were way too easy on him. Like. Yeah. Yeah. You did like make
1: your audience hate
2: him <laughs> Yeah, you know, you gotta. I'm a firm believer. Kill him with kindness, you yeah. know. And I, yeah, I think it's so. good too. I mean, I
0: feel like with this guy, I don't think, like from like the way it sounded, like the way he acted, like during the breakup. I feel like it was he was a hard person to get closure from. In your response to one of the questions, like on our polls or whatever, you said like you can get closure from yourself, and I am a firm believer in that now because like the more I date, the more I think that closure's a myth. From, like, getting it from them. Closure is, yeah. Closure is,
1: like, the biggest myth. I don't know why, like, books and film, like, still portray closure because, like, you never get it. Yeah. No. And you never hear what you want to hear, like. Well,
0: I feel like when you ask for closure, like, you get it and then you're still like, why? But, like, why? Because, like, they say stuff that, like, you just don't understand. You're like, okay, but I don't get that. So you're still, like, asking those questions. Exactly. And,
2: gosh, I feel like in my past, just looking at old relationships, every time I've, like, gone back and like, no, I need closure. We need to talk. No, yeah. the night always ends with us like kissing again. And oh then we're like, God, yes, it's fine. And we're like, no, it's not. You still suck. And there's problems that. not solved. Yes. And yeah, of course, people are going to say what you want to hear. And especially I feel like with guys, they're always going to say what you want to hear. Cause yeah, like, oh, I could have like another mm-hmm. night of fun. And you're like, yeah, no. So yeah. yeah. And then
1: also too, like, sometimes it just hurts your feelings because you yeah. like want closure. And they're like, I don't like that you did this and this and this. And I don't like this about your personality. And you're like, <laughs> Okay, wait. Maybe I didn't need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> At that like, point, okay, I never mind. Like,
2: um, well, I know I'm funny and I know I'm fun, so yeah, that's not me.
1: I'm sorry that I'm too much
2: for you. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you have bad taste, <laughs> and I'm clearly just not your cup of tea. So later. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, but on the point of closure, I think yeah, that was a big thing that I learned that he just. I wasn't gonna get that closure from him, just in his actions. I I, I hardly heard from him since the breakup. Mm-hmm. Um and I was I think- gonna, that was gonna be my next question. If you all have talked or oh no we have not um i barely have heard from him so it wow. actually i was the first person to have to reach out between the two of us so there was no like did you make it okay nothing like that What? oh my like,
0: god how does, it just seems like he just how doesn't does even he, care yeah opinion. how does he go from like yeah. loving you and like wanting to spend the rest of his life with you to like no communication well not even
2: like asking like, did you make it safe like what I know you guys. I know it's it's so hard you because guys, I, I like I share this and I'm like, oh my gosh, because sometimes I'm like that's such a reflection on me. Like, what did I put up with? But obviously, like if he ever behaved that way in our relationship, but, but, that he would have been gone long before so there were so many things that I had to grieve and mourn from the breakup like Mm -hmm. just him what our relationship was our future so many things but Mm -hmm. um I also think I just got to a point where it's just seeing how he acted and especially when he just like couldn't sit there and like cry with me in that apartment I just realized I was like I don't even want to hear his side because that's very
1: big of you (laughs) there's
2: nothing yeah there's just nothing and I was like and you know what because I also just decided it's part of owning your story but I was like if he gives me that closure then it's like in a way he's like a part of like me like finding myself again and Mm -hmm. I was like again this is not going to be about him this is going to be about me it was Mm -hmm. like and I don't think that's like selfish I think that's just like important to do that for yourself and I was like I gotta do this on my own and it's it's hard but yeah that's why I truly just don't think that closure needs to be given to mm-hmm. you from someone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It has to be within yeah. yourself and like mm-hmm. you just have to realize like that's not my person. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I think like whenever they share their side of the story, like you're not in their shoes. So like you will never fully understand like Mm-mm. why they did what they did and like all this stuff and like, yeah.
2: Yeah. But. And I think the big thing too is I don't think I even wanted to understand why he did what he did because it mm-hmm. was so hurtful. Yeah, so hurtful, um, and just so many other things about the breakup and what unfolded was, like, in a way, it was just inhumane. Like, I just felt like I wasn't yeah. treated, like, yeah. as a I person. Mean, for
1: him, just to, like, shut off all emotion towards you, not reach out, not care about your, yeah. like, just mm-hmm. at that safety or well-being,
0: like, that yeah. is what blows my mind. I, no, at that point, you're like, who are you? Like, yeah. who was I
2: dating? I think I hit that point where I was like, I just wanted to be done. Like, there were so many mm-hmm. things, too, that... I mean, my family's so protective and friends, they were like, you need to like ask this, you need to demand this, things like that. And I got to a point where I just was like, no, like I just, I wasn't fighting that. And I think I too was just in such a place of like being hurt. And so in a way, I think that was just God's protection of being like, just sit and like accept that and Mm -hmm. work through those emotions. Um, Yeah. So
1: that period at your parents' house, like, would you say that, you did a lot of like self-reflection or were you just like keep myself busy? Like what did that
2: look like? Gosh, um, a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I was still working. I thankfully work remotely, which is really nice. So I was able to keep like some normalcy in my, you know, day to day. But, um, I started to, you know, I, I love running, and so that was a big part of my healing journey, too. Mm -hmm. And so I would run with my mom and her friend all the time in the mornings. Um, We'd go for walks, and um, my best friend lives back in my hometown, too, so I got to see her every day, and Mm -hmm. she works remotely. So um, there were lots of blessings in that way, and I I just try to keep myself busy. I also, I will be honest, I didn't talk too much about it, and that was the thing that kind of led up to the big breakdown Mm -hmm. and needing to go to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. and um, It's just all of it was, like, boiling inside, and eventually – It's going to boil over, you know? Totally. And yeah, so there was even a moment. I was on a girl's trip with my um, best friend earlier this year. And I asked her, I was like, what would you have done differently? Like if you were in my shoes going through this heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I think I would have accepted and asked people for more help a little bit earlier on. And she was Mm -hmm. like... I think it took you a while to get there and you mm. are there now, but she was like, I just, I think you have like so many people around you and I did accept it at times, but, um, yeah, I was pretty closed off and talking about it for a while. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's hard. Like you don't mm-hmm. want to even think about it.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. So you're like, I don't want to talk about it with anybody. I just want no. to forget about it and continue on. Yeah. Would you consider yourself to be
2: like codependent in that relationship? Ugh, I hate admitting that, but yes. yes. Um, but you know what? The first step is always admitting it, you know, and getting yeah. out of that denial. But no, I very much was. I I think I I did put him on a pedestal. And that's a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, that self-reflection that you have to do is this happened. And I, I can't excuse his behavior, but it's that big lesson of I can't control others. But what can I control about myself? And yeah. what can I change about what I'm doing? And that was a big thing. And it's still a big lesson. I still find myself, as I'm slowly easing into dating, Mm -hmm. um, that I can quickly just fall into, like, the person that this – a guy wants me to be Mm -hmm. and um so much for this ex of mine that I wanted to fit and bend and mold into this perfect wife for him yeah one day um and I just realized in doing so that I was like really losing myself with each little change Mm -hmm. um and at the end of the day like that's nobody wants that nobody wants a puppet you know Mm -hmm. like even if I did bend and mold into everything he wanted, like that's not going to make him happy. You know, that's, that's not also not going to make me happy. Um, And you know, your true self bleeds out. And I think my true self was starting to slowly bleed out towards the end of it too. Like you can only, keep that act up for so mm-hmm. long yeah where you know circumstances in life just bring that out especially a global pandemic and like things going on with work so it's oh, gonna be like
1: yeah the pandemic was just such a time for everybody to be forced to reflect oh, So yeah. much reflection so yeah. much reflection during the <laughs> pandemic like i worked out a lot of stuff which is great but like how ha- it was horrible yeah. just having to like sit there all day and either like numb my mind on tiktok or mm. you know go on family walks every five minutes but like i there's a lot of stuff that i was just forced to to face that i never had faced and that was like the first time that i really just kind of sit down with myself and be like okay it's time to work on yourself like we need to like Mm -hmm. move past these traumas and like all this stuff
2: Mm -hmm. yeah completely i feel like there's
0: another side of codependent because like i feel like i was more of a crutch in my codependent relationship like Mm -hmm. I was more like being there for him and like helping him and Mm -hmm. like kind of guiding him through his problems. And then like but also at the same time, like I was forming myself into this person that he wanted me to be. You
2: know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Totally. No, I totally do. And I I think I resonate with that latter half of it of like being that person that he wanted me to be. I don't feel like I was necessarily like helping him through things, but I do think I was like filling some sort of like emotional void or something he like hadn't worked through in his life again, I mean, I can't speak to all of that cause that's his personal stuff, mm-hmm. but I definitely think, you know, I, I think he just, he knew how much I loved him. I mean, it would like bring me to tears. Sometimes I would look at him like, Oh my gosh. And I truly was like, yeah. I can't believe, like, I would just say things like, I can't believe like you've picked me, but I never had oh. those stuff that those things said back. And so it right, just was yeah. so much of like, oh, now looking back, I see so much of an imbalance and just things. And I have to accept like, Hey, I've, put up with that and i did so yeah so what did it
1: look like whenever he broke off the engagement and you had to do self-reflection and like find yourself like how did you do that
2: there are like two really pivotal stories that i want to share that kind of happened that i don't think if like and like my faith let me just start off by saying like my faith is my foundation and everything Mm -hmm. and i truly think like god's hands were in all of this but the first one being that. So when I actually flew back that day, um, I got to my gate, and obviously the airport scene was just horrible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had about ten minutes to board. And I have traveled so many times. I mean, I live out of state; my family's all in California. And I get up to, and I've never seen anybody at the airport ever is what I meant <laughs> to say. Mm-hmm. And I pull up to my gate, and I recognize this lady that um, I haven't seen her in about two to three years. And it was a really dear old friend of mine who, at one point in my life, was very much like a mother figure and I was like oh my gosh at first I was like no I can't see someone I know right now and they have to share this yeah um but immediately like she just took me in and comforted me and I think that was like God's first sign in saying one you're not going to be alone in this like yeah he, like truly like and it was like this weird thing too where she shared they weren't supposed to have a layover there like their whole travel day had been messed up like oh my god that's like such a god thing that she was there yeah. at that moment It was such a God thing. I tell her all the time, like, you are like this angel in my life. It's crazy. Um, And so that was a big thing. And then about a week after the breakup, I actually um, headed to Santa Barbara to go um, stay with my sister and brother-in-law. And the family was all kind of getting together. And my brother-in-law was getting ready to run this half marathon. And I had been working out, but this is granted, like, it had been like eight days since the breakup. So I probably had lost like 10, 12 pounds at that point, had not been eating, been crying mm-hmm. all the time, mentally and emotionally stressed. Like my body is not ready to do that. Um, But my brother-in-law was like, you should run it. And I was <laughs> like, no. And granted too, this was peer to peak. So you started at like legit sea level at like 4 a.m. while it's pitch black and you ran up a mountain. Like it is oh, a straight oh, damn. 13 mile climb. And I was like, no, I can't do this. And just him and everybody around me my family was like, you got this, like encouraging me. So I was like, whatever, I'll do it. And my dad followed me along my way up. But that was such an emotional run because the thing is is that like I had everybody around me supporting me. But what I realized, like I was the one who was putting in the work to get myself up that mountain. And it was just that was a big part of it. And I got up there and it was the run itself was so emotional. Gosh, I was on like the verge of tears so many times because I was like, how is my body doing this? Like truly a mind over matter Mm -hmm. thing. And I think realizing like how numb my body was during that time, Mm -hmm. but it was one of those. Feel
1: something in it. It was probably really big.
2: Truly. And I got up at like at the top of that mountain. I just looked out and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to be okay, but I have to put in the work. And I was like, I have the support to get me up this mountain and climb it. Like, Mm -hmm. it probably sounds really cheesy, but it's true. Like, Mm -hmm. I have the encouragement of others to push through this. I have, like, my family who's helping me alongside the way. Like, my dad carrying water in the car. Like, you got this. Keep going. And But I'm the one at the end of the day who has to put in that work to get there. And (sighs) it was... And it was hard, and it was, you know, I was obviously breathless, and um, but I think that was, like, such a metaphoric, like, way of, oh, yeah. you know, getting Saying through like it.
0: Saying, like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. That's, I, like, that's such, the
1: fact that, like, it really happened, like, it literally sounds like a metaphor. Like, <laughs> yeah. you have all this support helping you, but, like, at the end of the day, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You do. And it's the same thing with
2: going through what you mm-hmm. were going through and how to overcome it. Truly, and it's, that's the part about owning your story that I think It's so easy to, I think it's actually easier to fall on the side of just staying in the realm of being the victim the whole time and being like, this happened to me, so poor me. And I think that like actually putting in the work and saying, no, I'm gonna own it. Like this is not for this story to own me for the rest of my life. Um, It's not all butterflies and rainbows. And I'm sure on the outside people can be like, oh, you've moved and you've done these things. But like, there's still so much like internal work that I'm doing all the time. Yeah, Um, totally. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's a big piece piece of it
1: when did it click for you that you needed to own your story and I mean you already said how it happened was all that but when did it click for you that you were like okay
2: this is not changing I need to like grow and own this yeah so I think that that run itself was a pretty powerful moment for me that I realized like I do have the strength I think our bodies and our minds are like so much more stronger than we give Mm -hmm. them credit for being yeah um But I think that, like, slowly as things were unfolding in the breakup, I just quickly was realizing, like, I have no control over this person. And I just had to kind of take a look, take a step back and look at, like, what do I have control over? And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the only thing we have control over is ourselves ourselves. and Mm -hmm. how we respond. And so that was I think that was just the biggest thing. And I wish there was like an exact moment. But there wasn't. I think it was very much so a process but I was like, I want a different ending and I want to get through this. And I think also the biggest thing was I wanted to be able to forgive him one day. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to do that, I was like, I'm going to have to put in some serious work. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. The fact that you even like wanted to forgive forgive him is really big and like says a lot about your character because mm-hmm. I am not in the place where I'm like, I want to forgive them, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. that's so like mature and oh. like strong of you to be able to, Think I want to forgive them one day, you know? Cause yeah, I think I f- a lot of people are not. I
0: mean, I feel like like the during the time like between like where it happens and then like where like you don't forgive, I feel like you're holding on to the whole thing. and it's like why would you want to hold on to that and like have that in your world if it like was like a negative
2: thing truly truly and you know well the funny thing is like surround yourself with friends who will joke and be like Mm. we will go slash his tires you don't have to we will um all jokes aside for legal reasons but (laughs) no they should do it it's the least i'm totally teasing um but then yeah i mean it was such a big thing and I mean just to what you just said Avery is that there were so many nights that I, I realized I was like you know what I'm and this anger was like an excuse for me to like still hold on to yes. him mm-hmm. and because when you're angry totally. then you have a reason to think back on all the things that were going well that he then let go of or you know then ruined and took away from me and it was like I was just living this place I was like if I'm angry then I have a reason to be mad and I have a reason to think about him and look back on old photos and all mm-hmm. these things and I was like that's not getting me me to where I want to be. So I was like, right. I truly have to let that go and move forward with it, so.
1: What was it like having to grieve that relationship?
2: It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did I you mean- say like you're fully, like
1: you fully grieved it or you think you're still going through it?
2: Oh, I, I'm definitely still going through it. And that's, yeah, that's a big thing. Like grief is just not linear. And mm-hmm. I think I'm very much like with writing this book, I'm very much in a stage of making meaning of that grief and what happened but no, it's still very much like comes back. I mean i yeah. I wish I could say that there was a day that I it nothing like reminds me of it. like just seeing like, the same type of car he had can yeah. like set something off yeah. and it's I think and out. the biggest thing too um like a little bit of PTSD is that like I struggle with having dreams and so oh, wow. it usually they were like very often when the breakup first happened like the first three to four months it was like every night so it was like painful to go to sleep because oh, I you know like to relive it oh completely and some dreams were really great and some were really bad and it just was like all these different things that I I can't control. So it's like another thing I'm like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And I want and it to And you're like,
1: I can control myself, but like something like dreams and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not something in your control, even though
2: it's you. Completely. So it's I'm like, like you stop. You can't even control yourself <laughs> yeah. in yeah, your mind. Truly. And yeah. so um yeah and so with the dreams too, I just that's happened where like anytime something kind of triggers it, it like happens Mm. again and I get into a cycle. So it's still very much there. And I notice it too, just in different areas of my life. Like I'm, I'm much more, I would say like private and protective of things. And especially my Mm -hmm. space, Mm -hmm. um, probably a little bit more guarded with letting people in. Um, not just like, you know, romantic partners, but I think like even friendships or like coworkers, you know, I started at a new place over summer and I probably haven't like, dove deep, as deep in as I have in like past jobs because mm-hmm. I'm, my guards are up for sure and so yeah just being very protective of that i mean there it's different things it doesn't always like with that you just don't notice that stuff always in relationships it's like in all areas of your life so yeah yeah what tools have helped you in owning your story yeah so many um and i've talked about this already but i think first and foremost like my faith being at the foundation of it mm-hmm. like i just don't yeah. think i could be where I am without that, Um, and we've talked a lot about therapy on here. Yeah, so, we okay. can't therapy. say
1: it enough. Go to therapy. <laughs> if
2: you're not in therapy, go. Yeah, and that's a PSA for all men too.
1: Especially, <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's yeah. always the they guys too that it. refuse to get in therapy, yeah. and they're the problem. They're sending all the women into therapy because they refuse to work on themselves. I know. So, box, have box. you guys
2: like seen those TikToks where it's like, oh, there's like this guy, and my mom's like, no, go on the date, give him a chance, and then then it switches to like like their Google calendar it's like therapy every therapy. Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Oh my god. I love those. it's so true. Um but therapy has been huge too. Um I think also running has been a big part of it. So right. um oh, very can much- not really. <laughs> <laughs> I like to run every now and then but I'm mm, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, it has been such a part of like the healing journey for me and I've absolutely loved it. I mean obviously I think that one run is what like kickstarted mm-hmm. it. But, I think also, like, I just could not my book wouldn't even be where it's at without, like the people mm-hmm. who have supported me. Like that was a big part of getting the book to where it was going to be mm-hmm. um and published was there was like a pre-sale campaign. And so I just had so many people who, like, pitched in for that and pre-ordered my book, like not even knowing what it would, you know, Aww. fully be about. And wow. so just knowing that, like, I have that type of support system and people who believe in me, it's like, God has truly put these people in my life, and now it's mm-hmm. up to me to do something with it. And that's again coming back to like, what do I have control over? Like, how can I make the most of this and just own the story? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So,
1: I do too. The book has kind of been, I mean, yes, you go to therapy, but like the book has probably been like your outlet. When it comes to that, how, I guess it's taken you about a year, but like how many drafts of the book have you written? Like, Mm -hmm. have you like changed complete like plots? Like, was it completely different in the beginning versus the end or like where, how, what was the process of writing the book?
2: Oh, man. Um, yeah. The writing process is also so tough. It it has changed for sure. I think what the the goal of what I wanted to like do and I hope how people receive it has mm-hmm. not changed. So I think whenever I would get stuck, I'd always come back to like, OK, what do I want this book to be about? And I'm like, yeah. I really want it to inspire people. I want it to like also be a reminder, like not only to people who have gone through something really difficult, but to people who are interacting with others like knowing your actions do have an impact on people Mm -hmm. so just like just a way for people to also take that into consideration Mm -hmm. but yeah the writing process has been a lot and it but again like the premise of it has stayed the same since it's based off you know my life you know inspired by it i should say Did you
1: start out wanting to write your ex as a villain or like, how did you, because I feel like at the beginning and whenever it's still fresh, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to smear this person. And then by the end, once you like healed, you're like, well, I don't need to do that.
2: Like, you know, I don't think I ever wanted to make my ex a villain. I think that that was, yeah, I know. I just didn't. You're so
1: nice to him.
2: (laughs) Probably too nice. I know. I think because I think what I came back to is that like, if I did that, then it's about him. And like, yeah, that's true. That's it's true. About so true. Me. Yeah. Like, you know, it's um, very much about like life after heartbreak and overcoming that. So I think I, I didn't really struggle with like what I would share from the breakup in it, but it was more so the things that I toggled with was like life afterwards because I'm making up those stories too. Um, and so it was fun. Like, there are things in my life that obviously helped inspire some things that go on in the book, but um, I struggled with that. Like, okay, how am I going to you know what what are these dates that these guys in my book gonna look like and all this different stuff Mm -hmm. like where the characters figuring herself out um so that that was a little bit of some changes but no I mean I unfortunately could not make that breakup story up so it was very yeah yeah Yeah. wow
1: I can't even like I don't know I think about something that big like did you ever find yourself dating to fill the void that like did you ever Mm -hmm. find yourself like Whenever you broke up, were you like, oh, I need another guy to
2: replace this? Or, like, do you think that you actually, like, worked on yourself? It's so hard because I was just joking about this with a friend the other day and complaining about something. Mm-hmm. And she was like, so are you, guys, are you done with men? And I was like, I mean, I say that, but, like, I'm so boy crazy. Like, <laughs> come yeah. on. At the end of the day, I'm just a girl, you know? Like, yeah. And we love boys. So, no, I don't think I was ever, like, wanting to necessarily fill a void. I think it's just it comes back to, like, I do just like have so much love that I want to give to someone, mm-hmm. but I think I'm very much at a place now where I'm pretty protective of that. That mm-hmm. like I I can smell BS right away, and yeah, yeah. if someone's seeming a little shaky, I'm like, right, okay, I, yeah, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna draw a boundary here. So no, I mean yeah, then I could talk about dating all the time, and so I know,
1: <laughs> we have a whole podcast about it. Yeah, I know. It.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think now I've. It's It's been good because I think it's forced me to not take dating so serious. I mean, when I met my ex, I was 23 and very much like, this is what I want. And I was like, right. this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to get married and we're going to have this life. And yeah. I dreamt up this whole thing, put him on a pedestal, which is also not fair to someone as well. Like they yes, also have different expectations. Totally. And I think it's it's just shifted like, hey, Mary, slow down, relax. Mm. I had a friend remind me recently who was like, the fastest way to get to where you want to be is slowly. And it's just been like, okay, slow and steady. Like yep. it doesn't have to happen overnight. And I think I totally fall into that trap where I'm like, no, you have to love me right now. Like, I yeah. know. Oh my God, <laughs> me
0: too. Why yeah. do I like, why do we do that? Like, I feel like I don't know. there's this whole thing on it where it's like, it has to be like perfect. And you have to like mm-hmm. have like the best meet you and like, you know, I'm talking about, like all that stuff, and then mm-hmm. it's just like it's that's just not how it is. Yeah, like ugh, it's
2: stressful. It's a lot. It and you're is like I want
0: them to like my everything. I want to like have this like perfect life with
2: them, and then that's just never how it is. And and men just don't think that way. They I don't. Think. I'm just like finding out they they just think so differently. Totally. And I'm just yeah. They're I'm more like a lot functional and like so functional service level, and we're
0: like. Or, like, they can get deep and stuff, but we're, like, immediately, like, you, like, love me or, like, you don't. Like, you're all in, like, or you're not. Like, it's just, like, yeah, I want to, like, die for you or, like. I just think,
1: like women are so emotionally intelligent compared to men like Mm -hmm. I struggle with like guys even now and I know we're still young but like being at this age and not being able to communicate feelings or emotion it
2: just it makes me so mad sometimes because like they bring
1: all these people down with them
2: no I know I think the biggest thing too is just that they are just like they they can't like do multiple things at once, and I know people mm-hmm. say like multitasking is a myth, and maybe it is, maybe it's not. But I can do so many things. At <laughs> I <once>. think <laughs> we are just like innately meant to just like handle multiple things at once. I mean, like yeah. look at the fact that like women will be pregnant and like working and like balancing life Raising and all this stuff. Like, exactly. Yeah. And so like for me, I'm like, and I grew up fifth of six kids, so that's also just the way I was raised. Like it's chaos all the time, but mm-hmm. it's like a controlled chaos. I'm like it's hot mess express. Like you're either yeah. on or you're not. And I just think. Guys are like, no, I need to like get everything sorted before I can like. Oh my god, well, guys! Are so,
0: yeah, they're like, I have to. It's so <laughs> funny most, too. True like, statement I've ever heard. Like, so true.
1: Guys are like, I have to get to where I want to be in my career before I can settle down. I mm-hmm. have to do this. Yeah. I have to do that before I can settle down. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you can do it all with the person. Like truly, why can't I? Don't know. it's just it drives me crazy because like why can't you work on yourself and your career? Like, while you're with somebody, Mm -hmm. like, why does it have to be like some like a person or my career? I just don't think that that's how it has to be.
0: I I kind of get it though I feel like because I feel like when you want to like I feel like when like they're saying that they're like career before like relationship they want to be able to like give their all to
2: that person mm-hmm. and like not worry about their career. That is true, and I I know, but then I come back. I'm such a firm believer like iron sharpens iron. So I'm like, yeah. While well, you're figuring it out, I'm figuring it out, and we can figure it out together yeah. and be on different yeah. paths. But I think I also like struggle with this of like okay, but if they're gonna like take all this time to figure it out. Then they get to an age where they're like older. So it just, it comes with more of a past and they're also so much more set in their ways. Mm -hmm. And men just are not as adaptable as women. Like Mm -hmm. I will stand firm in that. Like (laughs) they just can't. And um, But I do think like women are. And yeah, but then it's like, if they're too young, then it's like, they're just not ready yet, which I'm sure you, like, I remember being back in college (laughs) being like, oh my gosh, this guy like can't even figure out how to like microwave a corn dog. Like how is he going to figure out how to take me on a proper date? Like literally.
0: Totally. Okay, so what's the hard truth about
2: owning your story? I think the biggest thing with this is just accepting your part in it. Um, so oh, we yeah. talked a lot about like, do you feel like you're codependent and all this stuff? And while there's a lot of you know manipulation and things that can go into leading to that, mm-hmm. I think that when you truly decide to own your story and not let it own you, like you are stepping out of that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. You are choosing to let go of that anger of what happened. You are choosing to be on a path of forgiveness and moving towards something better. And that is very hard when you've gone through something traumatic. Like the number of times I've wanted to just be like, gosh, it would just be easier to be like angry at this person and like chew them out, you know, like, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, I totally. will say like
2: throughout that breakup, there was never a mean message that I sent him or anything like that. Like truly just like, I'm not doing that. And mm-hmm. so that doesn't mean that. You're I, so strong. That doesn't mean I didn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> you and like I, have all these like drafted notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The notes app is mm-hmm. locked. So <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> for many reasons. Um, but I think that's the biggest part. And just, and then you're accepting like everything that you choose to do from there on out. Like you are owning that. And Um, It's a lot of accountability for yourself. And like I said, like some days are easier than others. And especially when it comes to the extent that I've gone where I'm like, I'm gonna share my story and put it into a book and create this really magical ending. I mean, even coming on to do this podcast today, I mean I have to talk about this story and what happened. Yeah. yeah. And especially
1: once the book comes out, you're gonna have to talk about it a lot. You know?
2: <laughs> a lot. I mean yeah. I, like you have to share that now with like guys that I'm dating. I'm like, hey, by the way, like there is yeah. a story out there about
1: how I've yeah. been broken
2: up with that's us
1: with the podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally We're totally. just like every guy we were like start dating, we're like please don't listen like yeah get to know me organically before you Mm -hmm. listen to the podcast because this is like you know they get to know your
0: whole life story yeah
1: Yeah. i don't like i don't like knowing that they know everything about me and i don't know everything about
2: them totally yeah it's just like
1: not natural and it's the podcast for us is like pretty vulnerable Mm -hmm. like i talk on the podcast like i would talk to a friend
2: you know yes completely
1: and sometimes the guys i'm dating don't need to hear that
2: yes that's very true but you know what i always come back to vulnerability breeds vulnerability like it truly really does God, my therapist so says that. <laughs> i think renee brown says it all the time too. <laughs> renee brown,
1: brown. i want to have her on so bad i don't think she'll ever like
2: <laughs> okay she comes on i'm see gonna be my, outside the door listening like, i don't
1: think she'll ever see my message but like i've emailed her a handful of times like hey no. my therapist put me on to her and then john berger i'm not sure if he knows her but he wrote about her in his book mm-hmm. and then also brought her up in the interview so i was like if you know her like yeah. send her our snow. way <laughs> she, she wants to do some us. charity work <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> truly but no I think yeah that's the biggest thing is just putting yourself in a vulnerable position is scary it really is yeah. and um you don't know how it's going to be received and um but I mean just like in the way you guys do this podcast it's so admirable but it's tough and you guys know that like you put an episode out where you're coming and you're sharing your stories and scary raw emotions and yeah. people like people can say what they want to say and You just always have to come back to like, okay, I can I can control myself, and I know how I feel, and I know what's true, and people are also allowed to feel and think the way they want to, and you have to accept that.
1: Yeah, I always have to block out in my mind the fact that people from high school like have the opportunity to listen to this podcast. Oh gosh, because I can just like, if I sit on it too much, I'll just sit there and imagine. Everything that they're saying about me, and like you know, being like, "Oh, she has a podcast, like such a loser," like you know. But meanwhile, they're the losers. <laughs> they're all drug addicts, or in and yeah. out of rehab, or living with their parents. So
2: no, like I said, <laughs> who's y- a real loser, bitch? <laughs> you guys are way ahead of your time, like having a podcast like this. So I oh, seriously commend you. I was like, I was like a <laughs> senior in college. I was not building on a podcast i could that's for <laughs> well, sure well so.
1: we're doing it but like like i said we still are doing this stupid crazy things so like literally a few weeks ago we were in new york and um i made out with this random guy he ripped my nail off and busted my lip
0: <laughs> cuz he bit oh too God. hard <laughs> yeah that was bad <laughs>
1: So, oh, we're so having those stories. Yeah. We're just, we share them on the podcast. i yeah, sure okay. I told
0: that story Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did.
1: Wait, it was in the New York episode, did I? No, yeah, that was. But did episode, it. But it
0: didn't get released.
1: But did we ever actually tell that story? No. Oh, my God, we have to. Oh, my God, we got to tell the story. I'll tell it for, like, shitty things or something. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, like, we're still doing all the dumb shit. We just put it out there for the world to hear yeah my mom always gets so mad because she's like are you sure you want all this out there like what about like your future career and i'm like mom i am going into entertainment one way or another yeah this is not going to be like this is what entertainment is like this is not going to be an issue it'll be fine yeah famous last words yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) lastly what has been the biggest reward or lesson that you've
2: learned while owning your story two things um the first one is going to be really cheesy, but I'm a lot stronger than I probably give myself credit. Mm. Um, and I have to remind myself of that all the time, but I think also that it's actually really freeing. Um, Mm. and just like the sense of like, you're accepting what has happened and you're accepting that, like, I can't control that. And you realize that when you can only control yourself, you have such a mind shift of like that happened. And that's, that's not a reflection on me. That's a reflection on them. Right, and it's yes. it's really freeing of that guilt and that shame too. Oh, and yeah. I think that's just been the biggest thing. I yeah, just freeing. And there's no other way to express it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're gonna take a shift here because we're talking about like growth and self help and your journey. Um, but let's shift back a little bit. Shitty things. (laughs) We always do shitty things every week Mm -hmm. and just tell stories that have happened to us or things that we've done to people, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So without further ado, (laughs) you got this,
2: girl. (laughs) I know. I was like, was the breakup story not shitty enough? (laughs) I mean, that can totally be your shitty thing. I'm teasing. It's really shitty. I'll tell you that. Well, I was curious. I was like, is it a shitty thing that's happened to me or something I've done? It can be both. both. It can be either. Yeah gosh um let's see I okay I'll go ahead and share this one and I'm not gonna give any timelines so it's gonna be very vague. that's fine and yeah no (laughs) names either but um I had a really good guy friend once who I kept very much like we are just good friends but feelings were very much developing I mean we talked all day every day I felt like I was really becoming this person's like emotional support as Mm -hmm. we talked about but I knew deep down I was like I don't think they're ready for something. And I think I saw like this person's a flight risk. But I was like, so I'm not going to get involved. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not going to say anything. But it was pretty obvious. They had all my attention. And I was, you know, handing the world on a platter to them type of thing. But I also think like deep down I was like, well, they have to feel something back. But we're never going to act on it. Because mm-hmm. I think we just know that the friendship is just too important. And then one day um, this friend took a leap of faith and told me that they liked me.
1: You're like, thank God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so all the walls went down, and I completely was like, okay, yes, obviously I have these feelings too. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. um, they were very honest, like, I'm scared, I'm confused, like, what do I do? But it was a very, like, real emotion. Granted, this person told me this while there was, like, drinking involved and okay. whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> and so obviously this does not have a happy ending because I'm still know. single. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. It ended with the next day. I was, they essentially were just like, you know, I said that and I hate saying this, but like I was drinking and I'm just like not ready to commit. So it was like this whole thing. So it was just like really risk the friendship and just. That's put so it, awkward. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't instigate and I knew deep down, I was like, this can't, like, this isn't a good thing. So I'm so, not going to say anything. And then they yeah. were. So then they told me, and then I was like. Did y'all, like,
1: end up, like, getting together that night? And then the next morning they were like, oh, actually, wait, no. Or was it just, like. They okay. said it, but they
2: didn't act on it. I know, and this is the difficult thing. So we definitely did kiss. Okay, and I mean, there definitely were sparks there. You can just leave there. it there. Yeah. yeah, I won't. Yeah, yeah, we definitely kissed. There were definitely sparks. I have so much fun around that person, mm-hmm. um, and they know that, and I they have so much fun around me. But I think the biggest thing too is like this person also told like other friends in our friend group that they had feelings for me before he decided to like come tell me that. So then why would he? And then the next day completely took it back. So it was like think he's just <laughs> like
1: scared like do you think it'll like work out later or do you like
2: I don't know see because now I'm really guarded yeah <laughs> and yeah I'm kind of like once you cross me I mean I'm a forgiving person but I like we talked about I it's I don't forget Actually, so. yeah.
0: what's stopping them from
2: wanting to commit I they just said that they're really scared and I I don't know I talked about it with one of my older brothers and he was like honestly I think this guy just got in way in over his head yeah. I think he does like you and I think he saw like I'm at some point going to like lose her because, you know, obviously if I start dating someone, you know, they're not going to be able to like talk to me all the time. And, um, but yeah, that was kind of the big thing that they just, they just said they weren't ready to commit to something. And I think, I mean, you can tell I'm pretty much like a no BS girl. Like we talked Mm -hmm. about off, Mm -hmm. you know, off, uh I was about to say off camera I know I, off, off the, the mic, mic off, yeah, the off, off the mic like you're either all in or you're not and yeah. so um and I think they just woke up probably the next day and they were like oh shit what did I do so it was just mm-hmm. a it was a shitty thing that happened from a friend and yeah so are you still friends with them we are still friends yes okay. Oh god. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and again I'm like keeping the timeline so vague
1: all right Avery your shitty thing
0: yeah my shitty thing baby okay so this is like the shittiest thing of all shitty things that we've ever done like it's just like a definitely you're like oh my god I literally, i'm literally mumbling so I, much yeah
1: i can't talk today i'm, I'm just like, like it's bleh. embarrassing I, it's so funny at the end of the podcast like whenever we leave we're just like silent because yeah. we're like mm-hmm. brain dead yeah
0: <laughs> okay so yeah it's like a worst or it's like the you're not the worst shitty thing like you guys are not the worst I'm the worst for doing this um okay so me and Mr. Man I don't know did you listen to the last episode oh yeah I heard
2: about Mr. Man too yeah
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) okay so me and Mr. Man went out this weekend um oh my
1: god (laughs) I was like forgot what you were telling and I was like what is she Uh,
0: okay it just came back literally oh my god I can't even talk about it it's so cringy um I'm scared okay so (laughs) okay so we went out this weekend on Thursday I think yeah we like went out and We pre-gamed at my apartment and then pre-gamed at a friend's apartment and then went out to Broadway. And I don't know what it was, but, like, when I drink, like, I usually can feel it right away. Mm -hmm. But this, it, like, all just, like, hit me at one time, like, the drunk feeling. And I was like, oh, my God, like, fuck. Like, it was like, okay, it's like you know you can't feel it so you keep drinking Mm -hmm. that's what i was like doing that like a bus yeah so i literally got like so drunk and like bad like almost like blacked out and like i never blacked out like ever she barely i mean i had to like force feed her alcohol and go out because she won't drink and i'm like get drunk with me
1: what a good friend
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so like that happened and then i woke up the next morning in bed with him we didn't do anything by the way i'm just gonna say that now we didn't do anything because like we both were just like passed out drunk Like, Mm. bye. Like, gone. And then I woke up, and the hangover was terrible. (sighs) So I get up, and I start to, like, throw up in the bathroom, in the toilet. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. And he's, like, comforting me, like, whatever, and, like, being, like, really nice about it. And then I go back into bed, and it's, like, 30 minutes later. Oh, my God. I was like, I am not going to throw up again. Like, I'm not going to. Like, I won't do that to him. Oh, my God so I feel it happening again I'm like I can't I can't and I sit up and I'm like okay I actually have to go to the bathroom because like this isn't gonna happen I don't make it and I'll it literally oh my god it splatters everywhere on the bed on him on me I'm like oh my god I was like holy like I was like I'm so sorry and he was like no it's fine like it's fine he runs to like, the bathroom you're gonna tell? to help me y'all he like starts throwing up himself because oh my god even like (laughs) it made me laugh so hard because he's like here here's a towel and then he like runs to the bathroom to throw up and he's like trying to help me but like it's also throwing up and i'm like oh my god like it's so embarrassing it's so bad and i'm like sitting there with like throw up on me in my hair and i just start dying laughing because like it's just so funny like he's like here like like trying to like help me and i'm like oh my god this is just terrible but yeah and then so i took a shower and it was fine after that and then i threw up again not on him but like not on him this yeah time. not on him this time um in the bathroom but, but yeah. the way that <laughs> he's still texting you i know i was about to say the what's the
2: status oh, of this now
0: yeah no he oh like, like oh my god you're like oh my god But, like, like, he was also so drunk that
1: he was throwing up. I mean, before you even threw up, he was throwing up, too. So it's, like, good because, like, if it's, like, one person that acts that way, Mm -hmm. that's so, like, mortifying, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But, like, since y'all were both so fucked up and throwing up, (laughs) it makes it better because, like, you, like, you balance (laughs) each other. You offset each other's embarrassingness. because as embarrassing as it was for you, it was just as embarrassing for him because he was also throwing up.
0: But, like, I threw up, like, in the bed like on him like that's even worse yeah
1: but like he was sewing up before too
0: yeah so like yeah. it's embarrassing for both of y'all so
1: it's just like something that y'all can like forget no <gasps> harm no foul like yeah yeah like what's it's what's just, the like, master like do you cataract Wait, what? you zero
0: each other out like yeah yeah humiliation it's just oh my god like it's never happened before and i was like what like why is this happening like it was just so bad and then like oh my god it was just like gross because like i tried to like cover my mouth and it just went like like, out everywhere like splattered and i was like oh my god i want to die like i was like i'm gonna go crawl in a hole and die and now you're like i don't want to talk to you um we i don't exist anymore i'm yeah. gone
2: <laughs> oh my god have you seen him since it sounds like you guys have texted but have you like hung out we
0: were supposed to hang out tonight but we couldn't because i was like recording we're doing <laughs> this right now
2: okay yeah, yeah so it's my fault got it <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding.
0: laughs> you can come over after yeah St- no. it's still early it's seven o'clock right yeah now. but then we're hanging out tomorrow so
2: <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> yeah oh my, god. my shitty thing isn't really like i don't know i don't really have like much but you know what i don't think so i haven't told the new york story no okay so my shitty thing—it's kind of shitty, but like it's also kind of not. It's kind of like iconic, but like also <laughs> I had a, a lot—I had a lot of anxiety the next day, you know. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you're just like, oh my God. like oh, the worst, and like your friends are telling you everything, and you're just like, oh, and everybody so just
2: forget, yeah,
1: literally. <laughs> so, um, I whenever we were in New York, we were at this—it uh, was like a burlesque show, and it was so much fun. But like we drank. So much, like Mm -hmm. we got there at eight. We didn't leave until like two a.m. and like Mm -hmm. we were just like drink, like pounding drinks the whole time, you know, Mm -hmm. and like pouring shots. We had like bottle service or like pouring shots in everyone's (laughs) mouth. Like, oh, it was so fun, but like so crazy. And so there's this point in the night where I am so drunk and I am like feeling myself, but like also like I'm just like oh, like there's like no hot guys here, and I was being so annoying about it. Like I was like (laughs) texting my friends. And I was like, let's go somewhere else. Let's go find hot guys. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) That in itself is embarrassing. And um, they're like, no, like, we're having fun. I'm like, you don't get it. Y'all have boyfriends. And I'm literally being so annoying. And
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember that. You were, like, complaining. You are like, so over it.
1: Yeah. And Avery and I walk back from the bathroom. And lo and behold, (laughs) I I see this guy at a bar. And I was just like... You, (laughs) like no, she literally like walked up to him. Yeah, I grabbed him. I said, "Come with me." He left his phone, his drink, his wallet, his friend. He left them all at the bar, and then proceeded. And I like pulled him to the dance floor and like started dancing on him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that like happened for a bit, and then he went back with his friends. And I was like, "Okay, it is what it is." But I was also like kind of mad because I was like. You don't want all this, but like drunk me is like yeah, is so annoying. <laughs> and um, so as we're leaving, we walk past his like group, and I'm just like, oh, bye, like whatever. And he's like, wait, what? Like, no, don't leave, don't leave. And I was like, well, my friends are leaving, like I gotta go. And he's like okay, wait, and, like, before I knew it, like, he just kissed me. Like, Mm. right there on the dance floor. And I, like, kissed him back for a bit and then, like, kissed him a handful of times. And then I was like, okay, I really got to go. And so I'm, like, running out the door. Like, I'm just going to say, like, Cinderella because I was, (laughs) I'm, like, drunk Cinderella because he's, like, chasing out, we're at the ball, it's midnight, I'm running out of the bar. (laughs) I love it. And um, so once again, as we're at, like, the exit of this place, all my friends are there, and he kisses me again. And this time, it was, like, a full-on makeup. I was like, whoa. But also, like, normally the first time I kiss a guy, it's not, like, that great. It takes you a minute to, like, get in the rhythm of each other, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, him and I, we got it really good. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, cool. And then he grabbed my hand in this weird way, like, <laughs> kind of like this, I guess. And it pulled oh, my nail down. Oh, my and gosh. Ow. Ripped my nail off. I mean, like... All oh the way down God. to the cuticle, like, no. not, like half of my nail was there. And, like, mm-hmm. my nails yeah. gushing blood. And at the, <laughs> at the moment, like, I was like, ouch, it hurt. But I was so drunk that yeah. thank God I didn't feel the extent of it. And so then as, like, he pulls away, he bites my lip. And once again, I was like, Oh, that was kind of hard. But, like, didn't know the extent of it, you know? Yeah. And all my friends are watching this happen. And they're just so confused because I was only with Avery when I d- was dancing with him. Oh yeah. So none of my friends saw us together and they were so confused because they were like, did she just grab this man and like kiss him? I don't know. So then I'm like, okay, I really got to go. Like all my friends just saw it and I was embarrassed. I was like, Oh, that's so embarrassing. Like they just yeah. like, it's not a good luck. And I'm running out and my friends are like, Riley, Riley, like he's trying to talk to you. and I'm like, no, like it's okay. We can leave. And they're like, no, like he's holding like something up. No. The man was holding my nail. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. And it just ripped off my finger. Oh, my God. And, of God. course, it's like a fake nail. It's like the um, like oh acrylics, but, like, part of my real nail is <laughs> attached to <laughs> this it. bloody nail. He's like, wait, your nail. And my finger, I'll show you the picture. And just My no. finger is bleeding, and it hurt so bad. Oh, my God. And, literally, I was Cinderella. He had my nail. Instead of a glass slipper, <laughs> it was a nail. <laughs> I woke up the next morning and I had a DM from him. No. <laughs> and I was like, the fact that this man, like, reached back out to me after, like, if a man's nail came off in my hand, I, I don't know up. that I would yeah. text them again.
2: No. No. You either forget <laughs> them or you marry them. Like, there's Literally. just no in between.
1: But <laughs> <Well>, then <laughs> I like, kind of, like, romanticized but I was like, wait, what if he's, like, the one? And I was like, Riley. No. Is he down. cute? He is cute. I'll show you a picture. Okay. Um, oh, my God like yeah so and i ended up like texting with him and i was like that's so disgusting that like had my nail and like i don't know and he was like yeah i just threw it away and i was like
2: oh no sir like even at the nail salon like they wear gloves oh my gosh yeah i'm showing her my nail right now ew absolutely not and
1: Mm -hmm. then there's my lip oh (laughs) like he busted it (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah, that's my shitty thing. It's also like, <laughs> I don't know. He still Snapchats me though. So I'm like, hmm, okay. He invited me to his birthday on New Year's in New York. And I was like, well, I would rather be with my friends.
2: Yeah. but like, I'm just going to call it this guy's into freaky stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my oh God. Oh, for sure. I'm sorry. But like a man who just holds up a broken nail with blood all over it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know about him. <laughs> so
1: cringy. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Damn, our shadings were good. Um. Okay. So before we log off, do you want to plug yourself
2: and tell I was say, everyone I'm like, where I'll pit myself out? Yeah, yeah. where um, they can find you. Oh, yes. Where they can get your book. Yes. So my book is releasing um about middle of January. Mm-hmm. It's with the printers right now. My ebook is done. Um, and it will be available to purchase on Amazon once it's released. And right now, it's just my Instagram at Mary Crocker. And I will have a website coming up soon too. But that's where I post everything on there and then tiktok is just mary crocker five so do you make
1: tiktoks about the book or do you just I, do tiktok for
2: fun i'm slowly dabbling into yeah. the book talk a little bit okay. um and also just some fun stuff too so yeah i'll be sharing more as we get closer and yeah. giving some more teases but it's a slow it's a slow yeah. release
1: and did you say already when your book's going to be available
2: yes the middle of january, middle of one, january. yep okay yep. so i'll be posting all that on my instagram so be sure to follow yeah. for that and
1: of course okay. we're gonna post it and yes we want, we want yeah. a signed book
2: you guys will absolutely get signed copies for sure because we are all going to drinks sometime too (laughs) yeah
1: whenever you're like a big time author you can remember (laughs) when you came on our podcast and we can be like yeah we have her signature yeah
2: you guys had the exclusive interview for (laughs) sure (laughs) let gma know
1: yes (laughs) yeah well if you end up on gma like like maybe just plug us a bit
2: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) love it
1: all righty guys as always you know where to find us You can find us at You're Not the Worst podcast on Instagram and TikTok.
0: And go check out our website at www.You'reNotTheWorst.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and rate and review on Apple and share this podcast.
1: You can find my personal account at RileyNelson18.
0: And you can find me at AveryBlessing. Have a good week. We love you. We'll see you guys next Wednesday.